0: This student ministry podcast is a sermon preached by Dr. John Getch at the 2009 West Coast Baptist Youth Conference. Dr. Getch is the executive vice president of West Coast Baptist College, which you can learn more about at wcbc.edu. And for more sermon resources, you can visit preaching.lancasterbaptist.org. Young people, the difference maker in your life is not a person, it's not an event. What's going to make the difference in your life is a decision. In both our stories tonight, we've seen people make some bad decisions, and we've seen some people make some good decisions. Good results came from good decisions. Bad results came from bad decisions. There's another story that I want to briefly call your attention to. It's a negative example in Scripture. It wouldn't have had to have been. In fact, it could have been totally different. The outcome of this story in Genesis chapter 13 could have been completely different. Someday your life is going to be complete. And your life will end up good or bad. You have a chance to write that story. And what will make the difference in your life is a decision. I want you to see from Genesis 13, three steps in the progression of a decision. In Genesis chapter 13, I call your attention to verse 1. It's a story you're familiar with. The Bible says, "...and Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him into the south." And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Hai. unto the place of the altar, which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents, And the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together. For their substance was great, so they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled then in the land. Decisions are forged in conflict. In verse 7, there's a conflict. Abram's servants and Lot's servants are not able to get along. And it's often in those conflicts of life that decisions are forged. Life is filled with them. All over this room tonight, there are conflicts represented in teenagers' lives. Some of you are going through some tests. You're going through some trials, some difficulties. And oftentimes, as we saw with the prodigal, as we saw with Elimelech and his family, we run from God when the trial comes. When the conflict presents itself, when the problem surfaces, the last thing we often do is look to God. Instead, we take things into our own hands and we run from God. We think sometimes when the problems come, when the difficulties come, that that God is somehow abandoning us. Somehow God has become distant. We can't seem to find him. I remember years ago, at the close of a revival service in Wyoming, a lady came up to myself and the pastor. And she said, would you men please come and visit my husband? She said, we've only been married less than a year. She said, I'm so glad that I found this church. I'm so glad that I've trusted Christ as my Savior. But she said, my husband, he's not saved. In fact, she said, he's an atheist. She said, would you please come and see him? We asked about what time he might be home. And she said, well, he works at the hospital. He works in the kitchen of the hospital. He works in food service there. and He has an hour lunch break from 12 until one, and we only live two blocks from the hospital, and so he always walks home for lunch every day. Why don't you come tomorrow during lunch? We agreed. The next day, the pastor and I were knocking some doors, just so happened, in his neighborhood about lunchtime. We knocked on Herb's door. His wife had conveniently gone to the store. Herb had just sat down at the couch to watch the noon news and eat a sandwich. He answered the door, and we introduced ourselves as his wife's pastor and a visiting evangelist. He invited us in. Very pleasant man in his early 20s. We chatted with him. He was appreciative of us coming by. But he said, I'm not interested in church. He said, I'm an atheist. I said, Herb, that's interesting. I said, I would be interested in knowing how you became an atheist. I said, I'm a Christian. And if you were to ask me how I became a Christian, I would gladly tell you. I said, I would be interested in knowing how... You became an atheist. He said, well, my parents split up when I was a little kid. So he said, 'My, my grandmother took me in. She raised me. She was the only one that cared about me. The only one that loved me. I never saw my dad again. My mom would call occasionally but my grandmother she loved me but he said when I was 13 years old my grandma got sick I came home from school one afternoon and they would take her to the hospital and I didn't know what to do I didn't have anybody I could call. I didn't have anybody that I could trust. And I I didn't know what to do. And so I went in my room and I got on my knees and I said, God, I I don't know who you are and I don't know much about you. But if, if you're up there, please make my grandma better. I need her. He said, that night, my grandmother died. He said, I decided that night there was no God. I said, Herb, have you ever thought that perhaps God brought you to that very place in your life and took away all the people in your life and all the things that were important to you to help you to see that there was a God? to drive you to exactly the one that you were resisting? Could it be possible, Herb, that God did all of that so that you would know someone that you could love and that could love you like nobody else? He allowed me to take him through the gospel. And in a few moments he looked at me and he said, You know, I don't think I'm an atheist. He said, what you're telling me is that God loves me. He said, I want God. Decisions are often forged in a conflict. And young person, when that conflict comes, may you remember what mom told her daughter. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. He shall direct thy paths. You won't always be able to figure out the conflict. You won't be able to figure out the uncertainty. You won't solve all the problems in your life. But there is a God you can trust. Decisions are forged in conflict. But secondly, decisions are fashioned by convictions. In verse number eight, And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou take the left hand, then I'll go to the right, or if thou depart to the right hand, then I'll go to the left. Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere, before the land before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zor. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves, the one from the other. And Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent towards Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Decisions are fashioned by convictions. Lot should have heard the counsel of Abraham. Abraham was his uncle, Abraham was his elder. Abraham cared about Lot. Lot knew better. He should have known by conviction. I need to listen to my authority. How do you view the authorities in your life, young person? You're making decisions. You're facing conflicts. You're facing turmoil. You're facing tests in your life. And those decisions are going to be forged in that conflict. But that decision you make is going to be fashioned by your conviction. How do you view your parents? The Bible says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, that it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long upon the earth. Proverbs 20, verse 20 says, Whoso mocketh his father, or despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out and the young eagle shall eat it. Have you ever watched a teenager's eyes when his parents are talking to him? I see it every week of my life. I observe parents talking to their teens after a church service. Maybe son or daughter is asking if they can go with their friends or or, or come home a little bit later and mom and dad are giving some instruction and that teenager is standing there with arms folded staring down their parents like, let's get this lecture over. You're embarrassing me. Or perhaps their eyes are down or away. The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother. How's your attitude toward authority? What's your conviction about the authority of your pastor? The Bible says obey them that have the rule over you. They watch for your souls. They have to give an account one day, young people. They're not going to give you bad counsel. They have to answer to God for that counsel. So often our attitude is well, I don't need that. I don't need to listen to them, I don't need to seek their advice. Lot should have had some convictions. Lot should have had some convictions about Egypt. He had seen Egypt chapter 12 he'd been there he knew what it was all about he had seen the sin he had seen the world but because he had not formed convictions to love not the world neither the things that are in the world For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but it's of the world. And the world passeth away in the lust thereof. Lot should have known about Egypt. He should have had some convictions about when sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Not teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts. We should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world. Listen, teenager, if you struggle with services like this, you struggle with the Word of God being preached, it's probably because you've got more convictions about loving the world than you have convictions about loving God. See, you're more at home with those who take God's name in vain than those who honor God's name. You're about to make some decisions. You've got some conflicts in your life. You've got trouble in your nation. Decisions are forged in that conflict. but Decisions are fashioned by your convictions. Lot should have had some convictions about his God. The Bible says he was a righteous man. That is, he was in a right standing with God. He was a believer. He should have had some convictions about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Oh, maybe the way to the right or to the left didn't look very positive. Maybe it didn't look like it would supply his needs. But he should have had some convictions about his God, to trust God and not his own eyes. Decisions are forged in conflict. Decisions are fashioned in our convictions. But thirdly tonight, decisions fuel our circumstances. Lot has pitched his tent toward Sodom. The men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before God exceedingly. But who does Lot have to blame for that? Who does Lot have to blame for his location now in Sodom? Who did the prodigal have to blame for being in a hog pit? Who did the family of Elimelech have to blame for being in Moab? Who does Lot have to blame for now being taken captive in chapter 12 by the enemy? Who does Lot have to blame in chapter 19 for men beating on his door, demanding that his daughters be brought out, that those wicked sodomites might know them? Who does Lot have to blame for his wife's death in chapter 19 and verse 26? Who does Lot have to blame for being drunk in verse 30 of chapter 19? Who does Lot have to blame for committing incest with his own daughters in verse 53 of chapter 19? amazing we want to make our own decisions and then we want to blame God for the results we want to we want to decide right here what's right in our own eyes and then when we end up in Moab and we end up in the in the hog pen or we end up in Sodom or we end up in a cave drunk we want to ask God why We want to say, God, how did this happen? And then we look around and we wonder why some people don't have any problems. We say, now, why doesn't that kid have any any turmoil? Why doesn't that kid have any conflict? How come they get all the blessings? If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. All the while, Lot is in Sodom. Abram is in Mamre. Mamre means fatness, fellowship. Oh, the right or the left maybe didn't look good to Lot, but when Abram went the direction of God, he's in fellowship. He's enjoying the blessing of God. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Oh, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so. They're like the chaff which the wind driveth away. If you're looking for a difference maker, it's not a person. It's not a person that's going to make a a difference in your life tonight, young person. It's not an event. It's not a message. A service. It's a decision. You can keep running. Or you can come home. You can stay in Moab, God's wash pot, or you can come Beth, back to Bethlehem, Judah, house of bread, house of praise. You can stay in the far country and waste your substance with riotous living. Or you can turn back to the father's house, he'll be on the porch. The difference between Moab and Bethlehem Judah, the difference between the far country and the Father's house is in your hand. It's in your heart. The difference maker is your decision. Thank you for listening to this Student Ministry 127 podcast. For more sermon resources, visit preaching.lancasterbaptist.org. And for information about West Coast Baptist College, visit wcbc.edu.